Shalom and welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Carl Whitehead. In today's podcast, I am going to be concluding my discussion on the word Corbin. And the final letter that we find in this word is the letter known. Now, in previous podcasts, I have alluded to an idea that sort of permeates through Judaism in regards to how we how we study the word of God but more importantly how the how the, how the word of God communicates difficult concepts to us this is something that uh, Rabbi Steinsaltz put so succinctly and I'd like to quote from him on this matter when he says that the end of the matter is in the nature of the beginning. The original idea contains the result. The final result contains the initial notion. So we've been talking about what it means, why God uses the word Corbin in Torah, which is translated as offering, and how this word really implies the action of approaching near to God and the the protocol of that process. And what I would like to sort of say first and foremost is that when we were looking at the letter Kof, we were engaging with this idea of holiness. And God says, uh, when he says in Leviticus 19.2, he says to Moses, Say to my people that you shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. In the Hebrew, this is Kiroshim Tiyu Ki Kadosh Ani Hashem Elohechem. So God is placing before us in these words, in this phrase, that He has a desire for us to become a reflection of as He is. And so, how does this this idea, this this call to holiness become more defined by the letter noon in this word Corbin. Because God is asking us to approach him and he's very he's very specific. He's always very specific in his language and the way he talks to us. And it's it's a constant challenge to us to be to allow the nature, the living nature of God's word to expand our perception of what we perceive that his word is saying to us what is it what is God trying to express to us in his language in the way he chooses to communicate with us through Torah and this is why I use this term often the kiss of heaven because what that does with me is it allows me to place the wonder and the awe but also the deeply personal connection that God's word is to me it's a narrative of intent God has intent in his desire towards us and what I derive from his word is the yearning of that desire, the, the yearning for communication, the yearning for conversation, the yearning to, to debate, and through that debate, allow the, the semantics that I am able to communicate evolve, as you could say, or expand to be able to comprehend 
more of what God is saying to me and reciprocate that conversation. This is, and this is why it is, it's the kiss of heaven. It's deeply intimate. So this idea of holiness should never be a thing of fearful discipline. It needs to be a thing of wonderful intimacy because what it allows in approaching the idea of holiness is that it allows that which stands between us to fade away. The, the, the barrier that is between us, that's, that's in, the, in the, our incapacity to verbalize the, our emotion and our intellect, to comprehend God's emotion and the intellect, those things start to fade away. When we allow the kiss of his word, that deep intimacy to enthrall us, to captivate us, to, to change the way we value the word of God. And that's why this word Corbin, to me, is so deeply intimate, because it it challenges my intellect. It challenges my emotions. It, it says to me, God has placed a way that allows me to approach him beyond a way that I can comprehend, but yet the way is there in front of me. And if I just start to walk the path according to his desire, then it allows me and it facilitates with me this relational process of coming into holiness, of coming into a place where I'm allowing the, the atmosphere of his desire to envelop me and draw me in and draw me deeper. And what I love about the letter noon and what I want to talk about today is, is how the noon is a reflection of how we can serve God or how we learn to serve him and more importantly, how we can learn to cope with his desire for us that allows to serve his ways and become of a greater benefit to creation as well. When we look at the phonetic spelling of the word known or the letter known, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful word because it's, it's two knowns with a varv in the middle. When you look at uh, the teaching of the Maharal, he brings down this lovely picture of understanding how we progress in our walk with God to become servants of God. And now, again, this 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 idea of being a servant is not mindless. We've got to we've got to learn to change the way we think. When we hear terms like servant or serving. Because God, what does God desire? He desires that the, the completeness of who we are engaged with the, the, the fullness of who he is. This is why I always talk about the, the, the oneness and the unity of intellect and emotion. We are both. We are intellectual. We are emotional. God created us that way. And so when we look at the letter known in this word, we're, we're, we need to come to the conclusion that our faith is drawing us towards a point where we're able to stand in our union with God, with our intellect, and with our emotion. So Rabbi 
uh, Michael L. Monk in his book, The Wisdom in the Hebrew Alphabet, really says this quite beautifully. This is what he says when talking about the letter known. God's faithfulness can be emulated by humans, as the Talmud teaches us in the interpretation of the Aleph base. So in other words, looking at the letters. Both the bent known and the straight known are applied to man. The faithful one who is bent and the faithful one who is erect. So this is from the Talmud in Shabbos 104, side A. One who submits himself humbly to God's will, bending before him like the bent, will stand straight and upright like the final known when he eventually faces the final day of judgment. This is something that Rashi talks about. So there are two ways of serving God faithfully. A person may be like a bent noon whose heart is humble as he serves out of veneration and awe, or he may be like an erect noon who serves out of love with a steadfast heart full of unwavering faith. Now this really brings us back to some of the things that we've been discussing with the other letters. This idea of humility, of allowing ourselves to go through unknowing towards knowing. This wonderfully beautiful process of faith that allows us to move towards knowing. I always remember the some of the most powerfully poignant times in my life in walking with God is when I came to the place of surrender. And this is so true of the word Corbin. To come to draw near to God, we have to surrender ourselves with faith, believing that His ways will elevate our capacity to know God more. And there is only one way that, personally, I know how to express this. This is through the way of humility. Humility allows us to honor what is before us. And what is before us is always a profound challenge to who we are as individuals and who we are as a community, who we are as humans, that we are confronted with the unknowable in the divine. And yet we have this promise. See, the word Corbin, we talked about this with the letter bet, that, that future tense, the tenseness of the future hope that sits before us, that one day we will know in intellect and emotion what it is like to stand in that house of prayer. It's just, I mean, it's such a beautiful thing. Now, here's something else that's quite remarkable about this word known. So when I'm talking about the word known, I'm talking about the phonetical spelling of the letter known. It's spelt with the known, then a vav, then the suffit known, or the final form of the known. So the, the, the beginning known is that bent shape. And I encourage you, if you haven't looked up the, the aleph bent, 
do so. Go online. There's plenty of places where you can look at the letters. So the first one is that bent. The, the last part of that word, the, the, this, the, the final noon, or the suffete noon as we call it, it's, it's, it's straightened. The, the, the bottom part of it's straightened. It plunges down below the line. That first noon talks about faithfulness. The second noon talks about continuity. Now, here is something really, really beautiful. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, he is our guiding post in this aspect of what it means to be a servant in the house of God. What does it say in Numbers 12, 7? It says, My servant Moshe. In all my house, he is the most trustworthy. Now, the Hebrew word for faithfulness is ni'iman, beginning with the noon. Now, here's something even more profoundly beautiful about that word. It's the letter noon attached to the word amen. Now, amen is the, our capacity to agree. It's our capacity to agree with God. It's our capacity to agree with one another. Such a wonderful word. But here's something really interesting about this word noon again. What we can do is we can derive a remez from this in regards to the gematria. What is the gematria or the value of these three letters combined together? So the, the letter noon has a numerical value of 50. The vav 6 and the final noon 50. This is 106. Now we've talked about the word Corbin as being drawing near. The fundamental premise of an offering is to draw near to something. You've got to, if you want to give a gift to someone, what's the best way to do it? What's the most intimate, most personal way to do it? You give it to them personally, don't you? So again, we, it's action. It's putting our faith into action to draw near to God, knowing that we can draw near to God. But what I love about the gematria is it allows us to expand. It allows us to network. It allows us to see the greater picture of what God is putting before us. And there is another word that has the numeric of 106. It is the word alu. Now alu is translated as go up. And now, isn't that just wonderfully beautiful? God is saying to us, when we read the word Corbin, or when we understand what the word Corbin is doing, we can now begin to realize the full potential of God's desire, the full potential of what he is trying to communicate to us through this word. And that is, he's put before us a way that facilitates our desire to draw near to him. To bring him something. To bring him ourselves. What is the greatest gift you can give to someone that you are in relationship with? It's yourself. It's that unfiltered you. You remove, what do you do? You remove the restrictions out of the way. You open yourself up. You make yourself vulnerable. Think about that. This idea of drawing near to God is 
us placing ourselves into absolute vulnerability because we do what? What are, what are we doing? What do we understand about God? That he's faithful. That we can what? We can trust him. Now this is another amazing aspect about the word Amen. So remember I said Ne'iman, faithfulness. It's just the letter Noon attached to the word Amen. Now there's something else that the, the Talmud talks about and that the word Amen, El Malak Ne'iman. God, the faithful king. <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful. So, God has provided with us the way that we can come before him in absolute vulnerability to know that we are coming into a place of supply. We are taking the rash, we're taking the head of who we are, we're taking the, the fullness of ourselves and in our intellect and in our emotion, deciding to come into his house, to come into his ways, to make ourselves vulnerable and open to receive what he has there for us, to grow us, to mature us into his ways so that we can become a servant of his house. And this is, this is beautiful. This, for me, is the most encouraging thing about everything that I've been talking about. Because if Moshe Rabbeinu was called the most faithful or trustworthy in all his house, the reason that we know this, the reason that the Torah records this, is because it's a picture of the potential of ourselves. God is saying to us that when you go through this process, when you humble yourself, you allow yourself to be vulnerable. and But you do it with intellectual purpose, with emotional purpose, that you're going to come into a place that is going to facilitate growth. It's going to allow you to learn how to serve that house. And that is wonderfully wonderful to me. So that we can learn to be that humble servant. So that we can learn to be the servant who stands and serves out of intellectual and emotional love with a steadfast heart full of unwavering faith. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that the kiss of heaven? Isn't that precious to our hearts? So encouraging, so wonderful. Baruch Hashem, HaKodesh Baruch Hu, how wonderful are your ways. I pray that that blesses you and encourages you and inspires you to delve and to, to allow yourself to be immersed more in the Word of God, in the wonder of His Torah. So till next time, I bless you. Baruch Hashem.